Blue Chip Sports Network presents Get in the Game with Eric, Brian, Reggie, and Jordan on iTunes, the Blue Chip Broadcasting YouTube channel, and bluechipbroadcasting.com. Welcome back to another edition of Get in the Game. It's episode 98. And I'm here with the entire gang. It's myself, Big E, Brian Nelson, Reggie Wright, and Jordan Santa Maria. And we are here on a special edition of Get In The Game. It's our Thanksgiving edition, boys. And let's take a moment and let's be very, very thankful that we don't have to look at each other's faces all day, every day, and can do this via <laughs> Zoom. And um, that, that, that means that Reggie doesn't have to shower. Um, Jordan saves Or on- shave. Or okay, shave. Jordan- or shave. Well, he never shaves anyway, except his back occasionally. Um, and then Jordan doesn't have to use all that cologne he typically would use when we're there. Oh, man. Um, you know, so it's all good. It's all good. But I am thankful to be able to do this with you guys here. And let's talk about what we're thankful for. And I think, Jordan, before we started in our pre-show meeting, uh, you, you, you brought up something and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think uh, we're all thankful just just to have sports back. I think it was a, a tough year for for everyone in a lot of ways, um, dealing with COVID and how it affected everyone and the families, but also with sports, you know, being a fan, um, a lot of us being former coaches or coaches right now, um, and just enjoying watching the game, not having it um, kind of brought a sense of um, just reality a little bit. Like, wow, it's it's, it's very different when uh, something gets taken away from you. Um, so I've just been very thankful um, to be back, um, not only to have professional sports back, but also collegiate sports back and giving all the kids an opportunity to get back on the field, get back on the court. Um, and uh, I'm just excited that everyone's getting to do what they love again. You know, one of the things that I was really grateful for, Reg, was, was this year, you know, they came back and they're starting to play. And the fact that we, we, we had full schedules and that games weren't being canceled and postponed and that, that, that we were able to get through full seasons and then came Cal. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. And you know, the thing is, you think the thing is, is you'd think that we were still smack dab in the middle of the pandemic lockdowns. If you happen to get PAC 12 network and watch them on TV, because there's probably like two people there, you know, in, in the stands watching the games right now. It's, it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, when you you lose to a team that hadn't won a game in two years, <laughs> yeah, that lost to a, a FCS school, I think by double digits. Yeah, um, that's rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, by the way, Reg, shout out to UC San Diego. They just got their first Pac-12 victory against Cal basketball. Oh yesterday. man, <laughs> that had to be preseason. That was preseason. They, they opened with uh, UNLV on Saturday. Oh, you know, that, they were just tra- that was practice. Jordan. That oh, was the, Joe, we're talking practice. What are we talking? <laughs> practice? Yeah, we ain't talking about a game. We're not talking about a game. That's practice. Ooh, uh, Brian, I can tell you. Obviously, one of the they reasons. need to do more practice. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they came up a little short. But Brian, for me, one of the things, and I, I, I think it's the same for you, is is it was. Even last year, kind of in the modified where they were playing the games and you got to see them, that was okay. But it's the factor of the crowd being back in the building that brings some of the electricity to the event. No, I think it is. And I agree. Being able to get out to Oracle Park and see the Giants. You and I getting a chance to go see a minor league game 
when I visited you in yep. June, getting in over to John Thurman Field and watching the Nuts play the what I like to call the Baby Giants uh, with with an old friend Brian Vanderbeek. Th- those are fun things. We we forget how special those things are. And then you know, for Jordan being able to coach, for me to being able to call a game, though I was really up high. Um, to, to see I had, everything, I had the over. I had the I had the under on four minutes before Brian would talk about where he was sit, sitting <laughs> in the Fresno State game. No, I didn't sit, Eric. I had to stand so I could actually see. I was sitting up so high. Jordan was just like a little speck down at the bottom. So, nonetheless, it was under four minutes. I won the pot, so thank you. <laughs> but, but Jordan, just just the opportunity to be in in an arena. And, and see live basketball was really a special thing. You don't, you know, it's the old, was it Cinderella, Eric, the song? You don't know what you got till it's gone? I'm not sure. Okay, I'm the only person that knows that, okay? Obviously, it's 80s air band rock, okay? I'm the only person, that, <laughs> of course, I'm the one guy that would, would Brian, say that. I think, I I think Brian sure sacrificed like his that. hair to the hair rock of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you don't know what you really have until you don't have it anymore. And I think we got a really tough taste of that last year in so many different aspects of life, sports being for us, one of those main things. And, um, you know, to be able to have it back now and be able to flip on, I was watching the Warriors before we got started tonight and, you know, to be able to just have that as a activity, a distraction, a connection with people, you know, we miss that. I think our society missed that. And, and yeah. I think it's good to have it back. And of course, with, with good comes bad and you get some of the crazy stuff that goes around with, with sports and, and so forth. But I am very thankful that sports is back in our day-to-day lives. But I also think that maybe it isn't quite as extremely important to everybody as maybe it used to be almost to an unhealthy level that it maybe has a little better balance well, in that's- life. For some. That's true. That that's true everywhere except Alabama, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. And this year, Georgia. Georgia definitely is yeah. way out of balance. And Clemson's about to get in a lot more balance, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's continue this topic and let's continue talking about uh what we're thankful for and, and how it all applies in sports. And one of the things uh that I think let's spend a minute just talking about the current athlete. Um, or current athletes that you are thankful that you get to watch perform? Jordan, go ahead. Or Reg, one of you guys. Man, there's, there's, there's so many. There's so many and for so many different reasons. You know, I would say the single guy. One. Eric, that is a great question. You know, uh, I, uh, it's almost as if I had five to ten minutes to rack my brain and, and come up with my answer. Um, and, and all I've it lived, takes to go through your brain is about five or 10 minutes. So you should be good. <laughs> well played. Well played, man. I miss hearing that trash talk every day from, from your mouth. Just not the same over zoom, Eric. Um, but anyways, yeah. So the player that I'm most thankful to watch, honestly, like I wouldn't even say that he's my, my, favorite player, but I love watching Steph Curry play. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun just for the entertainment value. The guy is just pure entertainment, you know? Um, but you know, I also, I also really, uh, I'm trying to think of like guys across sport 
Um, like I'm, I'm thankful for like, like you mentioned at the, at the top of the podcast, the opportunity to see guys who are the goat, you know? Um, and Steph Curry is one of those greatest three point shooter of all time. Uh, not in the greatest player conversation necessarily, but, but as far as just pure shooter, um, haven't seen anybody like him, probably not going to be see anybody like him again. Um, and then, you know, like we've seen a lot of those guys over the last decade or so, um, bonds, Barry bonds in baseball, um, you know, regardless, uh, you know, there's the whole, the whole cheating conversation and whatnot, but as, as far as pure entertainment and talent and skill, he's up there. Um, Tom Brady, you know, you mentioned him. Uh, I was around when Michael Jordan was playing that, that was a blast, you know? So, so it is really cool. You know, you, you get in these, these seasons or these decades where cream rises to the top and it's just a lot of fun to be able to, you know, my, my son, he's nine years old now. So, um, we're already at the point where, you know, like I'll tell him like, Hey, you know, you never got a chance to see this guy play, but man, was Michael Jordan great or whatever, you know? And, it, and it's cool. Like I'm getting to an age now where, where I have some of those stories. So. Yeah, and, and Jordan, before we get to the old guys, who I'm sure between Brian and I, we will talk about some of the guys that were, talk to us about who you enjoy watching play, whatever sport. Ooh, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys who I think currently it's just, it's amazing to watch them. Like, I think in baseball, Mike Trout is like unbelievable and doesn't get the media attention that he should, but he'll go down as one of the, the best to ever do it. So I think guys like him in baseball, um, <clears throat> in basketball, a ton of guys. Um, I think Kevin Durant, um, obviously LeBron James. Um, growing up, it was Kobe just because, you know, he wasn't my favorite because he was on the Lakers, but he was the villain. Mm -hmm. So he made it fun for me to watch the Warriors just like, oh, we got to beat the Lakers. And, and, you know, he would hit a dagger and then we have to come back and play him on another night and we got to see if we can get him. Um, and then in football, same reason, like Reggie brought it up, Tom Brady, he's kind of like been the villain, but also, you know, these, these figures that are kind of like, you know, the goats of their sports, um, become the villain for a lot of us, but make it fun for us to watch our teams play those guys. Um, so all those guys. Ryan, what do you think? Who do you enjoy watching? Well, Rich stole mine. I mean, first name that came to mind as far as pure entertainment and the joy of watching play was Steph Curry. Um, I threw a guy out that, uh, I think probably finally really appreciate this year, maybe because he had his best year ever, but we've taken for granted the last 10 years as Giants fans. And that's Brandon Crawford. Mm. What he does on a nightly basis defensively <coughs> is incredible. And then the fact that he was able to hit the way he did this year, just added more, but, but that guy is a gift defensively. And, and I think we, we lose sight of that a little bit with all the things that go on with, with baseball and I'll tell you a guy that I think we're thankful for that we're going to get a chance to enjoy, hopefully if he stays healthy for the next 10 years, and that's Shohei Otani. Mm. To, be, to see somebody play the game at the highest level as a hitter and as a pitcher is pretty <laughs> unbelievable. And if he's not the AL MVP, there should be a major investigation because <laughs> nobody has impacted the game like he has this past year. And I just hope and pray that he stays healthy so that we can really enjoy these next eight to 10 years of the great talent that he's been blessed with. Cause he's a special, special talent. Well, Brian, just, you know, 
to Otani specifically, I mean, he's like, he's like the most unicorn of unicorn players in, in, in the time, in the era that we're living in. You know, if you think about, like, I remember when Steven Strasburg was first breaking into the league, coming out of San Diego State, and he was, you know, he was all the hype, number one draft pick, and, like, he was supposed to be the next, you know, Cy Young candidate, perennial Cy Young candidate, next Justin Verlander or whatever. And if you remember at the beginning of his career, how, how closely they monitored his pitch counts, and even when Washington was still in the playoff race, they shut him down, like, three months early. Um, you know, and you look at the way analytics are across the sport now, and that was like, like kind of the first wave of it. Um, well, I mean, I, not the first wave, but where it really started impacting how, how players were handled. Um, and now, you know, you've got openers, you know, guys that'll come in and start a game for an inning and they'll go to the bullpen and and work off matchups and all this data, you know, got like, I, I can't tell you how many times this year I would be watching a game and some outfielder would check their arm sleeve or pull an index card out of their back pocket to check, you know, where, where they're supposed to be on a shift and all of it's so data driven. And here you've got this guy, Otani, who's just a complete freak of nature. I mean, he, he, he hits, he pitches, he, you know, he does it all when like, you know, like baseball has gotten so um, acutely specific and, and he's able to do it all. You know, he's able to do everything, which is unbelievable. I think it, for me, it makes it even more impressive. Well, and I think, Reg, you're on to something, both you and Brian, as you talk about Otani. One of the things I'm thankful for when I get to watch sports is to watch individuals who change the game, right? And all three of you mentioned Steph Curry, and he changed the game, and that's fun to watch. Otani, changing the game. That's fun to watch. A couple other guys that are fun to watch because they're changing their games. Bryson DeChambeau changing the game of golf because he's applying science and, and kinesiology and, and physics and, and body uh, anatomy and, and all of that into a game that if you remember, um, Jack Nicholas, probably one of the greatest, one of the two greatest golfers of all time but was the, the, the prototypical picture, picture of a golfer, kind of a, a little bit taller guy, but a little out of shape, just happened to be able to swing the golf club well and did all that. He was really good at what he did. DeChambeau has taken that and, that, and he's ratcheting it to an even different level than Tiger Woods did. Because remember, Tiger changed the game too, because he came in with a little bit different approach. And now Chambeau is going to try, he's trying to work off of that and create something out of nothing. So I enjoy it. I'm thankful that I get to watch and see what happens with these Chambeau. Another guy who's changing the game that we, we get to watch as we see the game kind of take a different shift. And that's Patrick Mahomes, you know, a guy who can make a throw almost underhand. He passes no look. He throws it from any possible angle he is he's like mobile. the he's like the taylor rogers of quarterbacks <laughs> or to the tyler rogers of quarterbacks with the the submarine delivery he, he can he can deliver it from all kinds of angles and, and to me anybody who can have success and do it different i am thankful for those guys because generally they open up the sport to more people participating right steph curry opened up the sport for smaller guys 
Shohei Otani yeah, opening up. Man, the- Eric, if if he only if he would have broke into the league ten years earlier, I might have had a shot. You know, <laughs> see, because when I was coming out of high school, it was like wait, Shaq. wait a minute, wait a- Shaq was the big guy. You know, like everybody everybody was looking for a Shaq. Did did you say might have had a shot or might have made a shot? I well, because that's the key, Eric. The small guy's great, but it's the making shots that is the issue that I think would have precluded yeah. Reg from being able uh. to, to make that next step forward. So I think that's one of, one of the things that we're talking about is guys that change the game. But I'm also, like Reggie began to touch on, I am so thankful that in my lifetime, think of the goats that I have been able to see in person, in James the James Naismith, um, <laughs> Oil Can Boyd. Uh, let's see. Who's another one of those? Abner Doubleday. Yeah, Abner Doubleday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Ooh. No. Ooh. no. Stop it. <laughs> I was old enough to appreciate in their prime, MJ, Tiger Woods, Wayne Gretzky, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady. Um, all of these guys without peer. Right? Eric, I'm going to throw one more out to you. I'm going to throw one more out to you. Nolan Ryan. Oh, literally throw one. Out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. guys are, I think somebody used the word unicorn. They're all flipping unicorns. And of course, I'm surprised Reggie didn't bring this up. I, nobody has brought greater joy to Reggie's life than Kip Chogi. Yep. Eliud. <laughs> Eliud. I have my, uh, my uh, six digit like printer paper thing that I, that I can uh, safety pin to my jacket whenever I go out to get milk from the grocery store. You know, like some people like to rock uh, Tom Brady jerseys or whatever. Forget that. I'm wearing an Eliud Kipchoge uh, paper number thing. I don't even know what you call them. Paper number I'm, I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised he hasn't gone to a 3d printer to print out a life-size model that he can take with him wherever he goes. No, he puts that in Eric when he needs three guys for the Bay bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, me, my oh. wife, and Eliud. We're we're going to uh, catch a game. Let, let me pass, sir. <laughs> all all of those individuals, I think, bring us all great joy to know that we've watched them play, and that's what I'm thankful for. Wait, wait, wait. We can't wait. Just hang on, hang on. I know we've got topics to get to, but we've got to mention if if somebody's tuning in and has not listened to one of our podcasts, Eliud Kipchoge is not like just the goat of his sport. He's the goat of the human race. Okay. <laughs> this man broke two hours in a marathon. In a marathon. He under two hours. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll see I'll see your uh, Steph Curry and and uh, Tom Brady and, and Michael Jordan and raise you and Eliud Kipchoge. Game's over. So what uh. you're saying, Reg, is if those people that that to get on the treadmill, if you put the treadmill, if it could get to 13, yeah, you'd put it at 13 and you'd run it for two hours. Yeah, exactly. And, and here's, here's the thing, just, you know, most treadmills don't go past 10, <laughs> just to give you an idea. And he's running like, at He could 13. get a ticket. He could get a ticket in a uh, construction zone if he's out for his morning job <laughs> on, on mile, on mile, you know, 17. Oh my I think, goodness. I think Elliot's the last time 
the, the last time I ran a marathon was when I was in high school. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Never. Never. <laughs> wait, wait. Bro, just no. stop. That's the punchline right there. <laughs> that was good. That one, in that, that one no. landed, man. We're, that was no, the punchline. <laughs> I think I ran a marathon punchline. in high school. When I was when I was practicing for cross country and I ran a mile a day for twenty six days, I think that's as close <laughs> as I got. Mile oh a day my. for twenty six days. Oh my goodness! Oh, and that took me a lot longer marathon, than two hours. A monthly marathon. <laughs> there you go. It was ridiculous. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk a little bit um, as we're talking about what we're thankful for um, in in our individual lives. Let's talk about a sports experience that you're thankful for. Are we talking about one that we participated in or that we spectated at? Or I think it can be either of those. For, you can for be in me. person in one way, shape, or form. Either your personage did something or you watched somebody in person. Okay. I, I, I got two off the top of my head, Eric. I got uh, 2007. I was a, t- a season ticket holder for the Warriors. And I was there when Baron Davis dunked on Andre Karlinko. And oh, was, nice. I was, I had our season tickets were on the second deck at Oracle and Oracle was like the tight little boom box. So like every <laughs> seat you felt pretty close. Um, and we were right there on the rail. And I remember he dunked on him and it was so loud. Like <laughs> oh, they, that's used to, awesome. they used to put the little like uh, monitor of how loud it got. I forget what they call it, but. They just like kept running it and then it cracked on the little Jumbotron and Oracle and then everyone was going crazy. Baron Davis got a technical. I think Matt Barnes got a technical because they were just talking mess. But it was Buffalo. <laughs> no surprise there, Matt Barnes. Like, <laughs> that 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 forever will be one of my favorite moments. Uh, just watching that team in general, but then being there for the dunk, like it's the most iconic moment I've ever been at. So Jordan, for our mental experience so where were you exactly? I know you were in the second deck front row, but were you was it the basket that was close to you? Was the basket on the opposite end? Where was it? Yeah, it was the basket that was close to me. Oh, the basket that was man. close to me. So I, I actually that had a really awesome. good view of it. I wish I was, you know, I was like 2007, so I was, what, 11. I wish I was, like, videotaping or something, but I had, like, You were right on, on top me. of it then. Yeah, I had nachos on me. We jumped up. Like, it was butt wild, but I loved it. That was That's my favorite moment ever. That's great. That's great. I'd have to say that one of my favorite as a spectator, and there, there's been several. So, you know, like there was one one Cal football game that I went to uh, with my brother when they were playing USC back in 2007. Eric ha- happened to be there with, with his family too. Um, and then we met up after the game, and that's a great story. But I, I'd have to say that one of my favorite memories was that same season. We had season tickets for the Bears, and they were actually good back then. That was the year that they, they climbed all the way up to number two in the nation before the, the season fell apart. But um, they opened the season hosting the Tennessee volunteers. And I think Cal was rated like 15th and Tennessee might've been ranked 11th at the time. And it was, so it was like one of the premier Saturday college football games stadium was packed, uh, you know, walk into the stadium. There were all these, you know, Tennessee fans who were just the, the nicest people, by the way, um, you know, uh, That's like, why all the people from California moved to Tennessee because they're nice people over there. Yeah, I mean they were fantastic for like having you know hearing the stuff that you hear about SEC crowds and stuff like that. They were they were fantastic, top notch, top notch people. But anyways, game was great. Um, Cal ended up winning, which kind of catapulted them into the national conversation for for potential title contender for a stretch there. 
Um, but after the game, we rushed the field and that's the first time I'd ever done that. You know, uh, uh, like, you know, where the fans just pour out onto the field. Um, and it, I was with my brother. I think I was like maybe 20 or so at the time he was about seven. Uh, he would have been like 15. Um, and we just, we, we jumped the guardrail, dodged a, a guard or two. And then we were out there like, you know, slapping job at best on the back, telling him great job. You know, it was, it was a blast. So, um, that was a really fun memory to just be a part of, to be a part of that atmosphere where the crowd goes nuts after a big win and everybody's storming the field, you know. Mm. But but I will say that uh, that would easily be supplanted as my as my favorite, one of my favorite sports memories if Eric runs the marathon and I get to watch. <laughs> <laughs> We may be able to make that happen, Reg, because if I run the marathon, it'll be all from one spot. <laughs> it take a number of days, but it'll be all in one spot. Um, oh, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here and I've been trying to rack my brain um, for, for one of those moments, because you guys both describe specific moments. Um, and that I was the question, right? Was that the yes. question? That was a question. Yeah. Experience, your and biggest thankfulness experience. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I think the moment for me was a little bit, a, a little bit different. It was 20, 2010. And it was when the Giants won their first World Series. Mm. I was on a road trip. I, I was traveling uh, on a business trip and was in a hotel room by myself after midnight when they had won. And it is, I've been a Giants fan for a really long time and didn't have a whole lot to show for it. And um, I literally jumped up and down in my <laughs> hotel room by myself. <laughs> um, and then called just, my just wife. Just you and your teddy bear, hire. Just me and my teddy. Um, <laughs> and called my wife at some ungodly hour. And she cared, not nearly as much as I did, but we, we just, we, we, we talked together. And I, it was just really, I don't like to go to parties or, or like a Super Bowl party and watch games with a million people. I really like my sport to be a little more intimate, right? And so for me, it was almost the perfect way to experience something like that. Um, and that was just, that was probably my moment. Alone in a hotel room far from home. That's, that's, that's got to be one of the yeah, saddest stories. Man, dude, I hear it. it but uh, golly. I, I hear it. I hear yeah. it. Rich, shall I save us from Eric's uh, aloneness? My favorite moment was with 40,000 of my closest friends. It was October 2014. It was, I believe, a Thursday night. I can't remember the exact date. When Travis Ishikawa hit oh. the home run to win the pennant and send the all of Northern California into a frenzy. That, the yep. craziest part about that is that is the moment, that was the, the culmination 
but the entire buildup to that started about in time wise, probably 45 minutes earlier when Michael Morris hit the home run to tie the game in the bottom of the eighth inning. <laughs> because that place went nuts and it never calmed down for almost 45 minutes. And then when Ishikawa hit it, it just, it finally popped. Uh, and literally the adrenaline rush that I had, I was there with a buddy of mine and his daughter, my daughter was there. And then my, my son Carter and his cousin were there and the adrenaline that fueled your body literally took me two days to get it <laughs> out of my system. I'm not sure if I slept for those two days. I don't remember a whole lot. I don't think I was worth much at work the next day, but it was so much energy that it, it was the closest thing that I have ever experienced. I've been to multiple World Series games. I was there when Sandoval hit the three home runs. But that was unlike anything I had ever experienced or ever will probably experience, you know, as a, as a fan of sports and just so thankful to be able to share that um, with my two youngest kids, especially share that. That's like my last sports go to a game memory with with my son, Carter. And so just that is I'm so thankful that I was blessed to have that experience. Oh, yeah. I do feel a little bit left out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, I've, got, been, to, got, I've been to a million, not a million. I've been to uh, my share of live games and I have not had any of those experiences. Oh, you know, you know? Hey, 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 you take, you and I went to game three of the 16 NLDS and we did see Connor Gillespie hit a rocket shot off the wall off of Chapman to tie the game, send it to extras in the Giants one. That we did see a pretty exciting yeah. game. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll they didn't it. lose the next <laughs> night. It was over, but hey, you know, it was a game. Yeah. I'm no. trying to help you out here. I don't think that's possible. I've got myself in such a deep hole. It's not <laughs> I'm not coming out of it. So it's, we're gonna when that happens, you know what we do? We change topics. So <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. It is it is um, Veterans Day Eve, and let's talk about those that have served our country that we're thankful for that happen to be athletes. Um, I I don't know. I don't want to. Let, let's Brian. Normally, I would save you for last because I know you've got one that's got an interesting story. I don't want to steal it, so I want to make sure that what you've got is unique. So you go. Well, it's a guy that I never rooted for, did not even know this story until I was researching it today. For Jordan and all Raider fans out there, this will be a little painful, but um, there was a young running back in 1968 uh, who was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, played his rookie year, and then was drafted and had to serve his country in Vietnam. While in Vietnam, he was caught in an attack. He was shot. He suffered injuries from a grenade, was medically discharged, got himself healthy again, and went on to win four Super Bowls as the fullback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I know who that is. And his name is Rocky Blyer. Yep. You two guys are too young to remember him. I don't know, Jordan, if you remember when your parents would talk about, you know, the nightmares of the Raiders losing to the Steelers, but Rocky Blyer was a great, very underappreciated member of those great Steeler teams in the 70s. And what a great story. He earned a Purple Heart for his time in Vietnam and yet somehow was able, through all that he had endured, was able to get himself physically back to level to play professional football for the better part of a decade um, and to play it at the highest level with one of the most successful teams in NFL history. I thought that was a pretty amazing story. I agree. Rocky Blyer, uh, he was a man's man. He, he really was. And that's, a, that's an incredible story for him. I will share mine. Um, it's a guy you all know. And somehow in his story, oftentimes we lose the fact that he was in the Army. Um, Robinson, Jackie Robinson, uh, was a member of, of the Army before he was drafted um, and started playing ball with the Los An- with the uh, Dodgers. Um, he was court-martialed in 1944 for refusing to sit in the back of an Army bus because of his color. Uh, that changed, and after an honorable discharge just a few le- years later, Robinson was able to break the baseball color barrier. Um, he did not simply just start trying to make a difference when he got to play baseball, he was interested in making a difference when he was still in the army. And when, when people are sacrificing for their country, there is no room for us to be playing somebody's better just because of the color of their skin. And I, I standing up in that situation, uh, I just really admire Jackie Robinson for that. And then for what he did in baseball as well. Yep. Yeah. I think Red, you want to go? Yeah, I'll just go real quick. Um, you know, like I, there, I, I grew up. Um, I just, I just, I've just always had a love for baseball history. And you know, um, when I was a kid, I didn't think anything, anything of it. You know, you just hear names of the greats like Joe DiMaggio or Yogi Berra, uh, Mickey Cochran, Luke Appling, these guys who are Hall of Famers. You know, you just hear about them, but then. Um, you know, as I got older, I learned that all those guys played during the the war years. You know, World War II, and 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 they all served. They all served in in the military, and those are all Hall of Fame players. And you know, now as an adult, just kind of having having perspective on, or, or a little more perspective on life than I did back then. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, for for those guys to. Uh, be the best at, at what they do and be on the top at the top of the world. And I, it, you know, I, w- I wasn't alive back then when they were playing, but I think about, you know, athletes now and how, how so much of what they do as entertainers is, you know, it's not just about what they do on the field or on the court, um, but they have a brand, right. You know, we think of like LeBron James or, 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 um, uh, you know, Mike Trout, uh, Jordan, you mentioned earlier, all these guys, Tom Brady, all these guys that are at the top of their sport right now. And it's not just 
how they perform. It's, it's the, the products they sell, the things that they tweet, you know, and they become part of our, our everyday entertainment. And that's kind of like who they are as their brand, right? So if I think about an entertainer like that, but, you know, go back 70 years, 70, 75, 80 years back when these guys were playing and they were the premier source of entertainment um, to, to give that up. Um, and, and all of the, you know, cause it, like nowadays you, you talk to like a 12 year old kid, that's what they want to be. They want to be a superstar. You know, I want to be like, like LeBron James. I want to be like Steph Curry. I want to have a shoe named after me or whatever. Um, you know, but if you go back to when these guys are playing, you know, they're, they're hall of fame players. So they're at the top of their game. They're at the pinnacle of entertainment and to see them walk away from their sport for a stretch of time to go put their lives on the line and sacrifice for their country and sacrifice some of like, like historic careers. A lot of these guys, you know, lost two to three years worth of, of, you know, hall of fame numbers in the primes of their careers. Um, I just think that's really cool, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know how, I can't imagine what it would be like to do that where you're in this industry where, where you're, you're playing a game for fun and you're an entertainer, um, and you're a role model and, and all that stuff, but then to go away and face the realities of war and then try to come back and, and, and play a game again, um, that kind of just blows my mind. But uh, I, I just think it's really cool, you know, that all those guys, it wasn't just, you know, the 25th guy on the roster that went to go fight. It was Hall of Famers, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, Yogi Berra, um, you know, like Willie Mays, Willie Mays. Yeah. All time greats. Um, so I, I think that, I just think that's really cool. It puts everything into perspective, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I really liked uh, David Robinson's story um, just from a basketball perspective. Um, hearing that he was, you know, consensus all American player of the year. And then as he graduates um, has to serve two years in the Navy um, and the San Antonio Spurs still select him, um, I think really says something about him. I mean, I can't imagine being a, you know, 18 to 20 year old, you know, you're the best college basketball player in the country. Um, all the money's on the table, all the fame's on the table. You still decide to serve your country and, um, you know, follow your dad because his dad was in the Navy. Um, and then end up coming into the league, I guess it would be almost two to three years later becomes rookie of the year. Um, and just becomes that guy for the San Antonio Spurs, I think is an awesome story. And then takes on the greatest nickname, one of the greatest nicknames in basketball history, the Admiral. So yeah, um, sure. I think his story is, is just an awesome one to follow for sure. And as great as he was as a basketball player, he's a better man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what's important to realize about people who sacrifice, that they are more than one-dimensional athletes. These, these guys all uh, had a commitment to things other than self. Yeah. Um, we had so many things that we wanted to talk about tonight, but one of the things I want to get to before we walk away from this is something that's probably a little bit more lighthearted, but something that would be probably pretty interesting for everybody out there. At least it is. It was for me as I tried to figure out who I would invite to my Thanksgiving table. <laughs> if I could look at across this vast history of sports and, and pick a player, a coach, a general manager, and a, and a broadcaster and say, let's sit down 
And let's have some, let's, let's, let's just, let's just chop it up with some turkey and, and see what we come up with. I'm interesting to find, I'm interested to find out who you guys have at your table. Well, okay. So first of all, I, I just want to ask what the parameters are. Cause I, I saw like when, when Brian threw the text out, it was like, there were some specifics, right? Like a, a player, a front office person, and then something else. I thought that was kind of a, a cool approach. Are we just talking about anybody or like, does it have to be one person from each sport or do we have parameters or. Well, I'll just tell you when, when Brian throws something out, I take it serious. And, and I just went, <laughs> I just went with what his idea was. I, I picked a, well, I cheated a little, so I may, I may not take it that serious, but um you know, so somebody from the playing world, somebody from the coaching world, somebody from the front office world, and somebody from the uh, broadcasting world. I think it would make interesting conversation because you got all aspects kind of covered. So I, I, I went that way. I, I did. I okay. picked somebody from each of the each of the things Brian nice. threw out there. Maybe we should let Eric go first, so that uh, you two. Guys, I'm looking at the at Reggie and Jordan. Are like, you know, we we could use a couple more minutes to process this a little bit before <laughs> we pull our names out. Sure. Well, I think I got. I think I got mine, but sure. I, I would like to hear Eric's first. So, so my Thanksgiving dinner. So, it, so it's. I, I need to know Eric's first, so that I, I I know that my guys will still be available and not at Eric's house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure well, I don't get turned down on my invites. No, no. You, you know they're they're not coming to talk to me. They're talk. They're coming to eat Don's cooking is what they're coming for. So it's <laughs> it, go. it ain't about me. Uh, first of all, from the player perspective, and this is where I cheated because I think these two gentlemen are um, intrinsically connected. And so it wouldn't be any fun to have one without the other. So the first invite went to a duo and it is Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. See, right off the bat, he's cheating. He is cheating <laughs> right, out, right out of the gate. I set the rules. How can I be cheating? That's why he went first, Reg. So he did set the, he can set the rules. So, so I figure there is nothing that would be more interesting than to have two guys that were so different, yet so dominant, and now so close as friends, to have them sit and hear their story coming from two completely different worlds, right? Inner city, rural, uh, white, African-American, um, uh, fast unskilled i mean just all kinds <laughs> of differences between the two right the, and yet were, were you just about to say unskilled no i didn't <laughs> like i, I get i get fast and not so fast but you were just about to call larry bird or magic johnson one of the two you weren't going to specify but you, you know, were about to call one of them unskilled you know the only Would thing like that i can say in my right defense now? the only thing i can say in my defense is i was smart enough to stop but thanks for pulling it out anyway right He's going to go mid major versus power, you know, you got it. preeminent program. It from the same area of the country, right? They were both in the heart of of the country in Michigan and Indiana. So I, I would start with them. Then, as for a coach, um, <laughs> I'm, just, I want John, I'm just I'm just picturing Eric like once the meal's over, <laughs> rolling back to his bedroom, finding his his old basketball, walking up with it tucked under his arm, going, "Hey guys, you want, you want to shoot some hoops? Come on." Come on, guys. Please, well, just you know, before before we leave. Well, you know why I would do that because the other guy sitting at my table will have schooled me and coached me up. Because that's the only way I could do it. I'm going to have John Wooden sitting at that table with me. Nice. Yeah. And, and Jordan, he's taking all the hoops, guys. He's taking all the hoops, guys. I, well, I, I don't, I'm not. I, I'm not done yet either. 
I, I, I don't I don't believe John Wooden's with us any longer, Eric. So uh Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, my Thanksgiving table. Anything can happen. <laughs> okay. Um and and then from the front office, it's another hoops guy. I want to sit with Red Arback. I want I want Red. He, he built this 13. is a heavy Celtics lean. No, yeah. it's Larry and Red, and then there's UCLA with Wooden and and Magic Johnson with LA. So I mean there's it's okay, it's heavy it's LA Boston. All right, it's LA Boston feel. It's heavy yeah. basketball. Any, any guesses as to which ri- rivalry Eric grew up watching? <laughs> there's no question. <laughs> um, and then finally the sportscaster. It's a guy that I have always admired, and he has had some of the most um memorable calls of all time. And and kind kind of if if I had to list a guy that the reason I'm do that that I like to do what I'm doing is because I've heard this guy do just about every sport imaginable. And I think he's the best at it. And I, w- I, w- I would have Al Michaels at my table. And um, between then, the six of us, oh, we'd have some fun. That's my Thanksgiving table. Larry, Magic, John, Red, Al, and me. Nice. Okay. I like yeah. it. Good, Reg. Well... Eric changed the rules, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna send out an extra invite. Uh, <laughs> he's oh man. Um, so I would say if I were to start out with a player, um, I I've always I've always heard that you never want to be the smartest person in the room, and uh, in most cases I don't have to worry about that. But but especially around a Thanksgiving table, I would I would like to um, sit with who I think are, are just the greatest minds in sports, not, not just sports related, but just some of the smartest people. So the first person edge edge before you get started, I just want to let you know, I've already got a table full. I can't make it then. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be, you're going to be shooting hoops with magic and Larry. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, I, I think I think the first person the first person I call is Andre Iguodala. I just interesting. I, I have, yeah, I like that. I, I ah. have always respected that guy for not just the kind of player that he. I love you know like he's the type of guy that if you know if my son goes and plays basketball, I hope he ends up playing like him. You know, just all heart and hustle. Um, you know, defensive minded, all that stuff. But outside of the world of basketball. He is a a highly intellectual individual, and um, you know he he understands business. And uh, I just I just think, I like I'm sure that he has so much uh, wisdom and knowledge in those areas that it would just be fun to fun to hear him tell stories. Um, but then you know since we're allowed to to invite multiple people, I think w- one of the other people that I would invite would invite, and also if we can hearken people back from the dead. Um, I'm, I'm inviting Yogi Berra just for entertainment value. Okay. He's, he's the type of guy who would, who would just make any holiday gathering memorable just by the words that come out of his mouth. You know, he's, uh, I remember growing up, you know, I had this, this book of like great baseball quotes and, and he filled up about half of it with, with, uh, great one-liners like, uh, you know, it gets late early out there talking about left field at Yankee stadium, or, you know, one time he went to a pizza parlor and the guy asked him, Hey, do you want your pizza cut in uh, four slices or eight? And he said, you better cut it in four. Cause I don't think I can eat eight, you know, just, just stuff like that. Just 
just a, a line a minute type guy. So I think he'd be great to have at a, at a, at a dinner gathering. Um, and then as far as like front office people, I, I'd love to, to talk with uh, Bob Myers is a guy who, who I think is just incredibly intelligent, but not only intelligent, but he knows how to, how to deal with people. He understands psychology. You know, there's a lot of different personas that you're going to run into in the NBA and he's done a really good job of, of, um, you know, massaging all, all different player types. And Andrew Friedman is another one from Tampa. Um, you know, uh, the Tampa Rays, a really smart guy. So those would be my front office people. I think coaches, um, you know, Eric, Eric kind of stole mine. Who wouldn't want to eat, eat a, have a, have a dinner with John Wooden. I mean, there, there's like, <laughs> no, no one's greater than that. But, uh, you know, since he's already busy, thanks, Eric. Um, I'd, I'd probably, you know, I don't know, like it might be fun to, to, to have a meal with uh, Bruce Bochy, you know, Bochy seems like a, like a fun guy. And then, uh, again, for pure entertainment value, um, if I'm going for a broadcaster, I'm, I'm, I'm asking Bob Euchre to come over. <laughs> he is, uh, he is a guy that I just think uh, he, like Yogi Berra, he's just, just, just entertaining. And a lot of it's self-deprecating, which I think, you know, <laughs> eases any tension or nervousness that people might have coming over to my house, you know, like he could just, you know, uh, poke a hole in that balloon. He, he said stuff like, uh, um, you know, at, at those banquets talking about, a, a an awards banquet stars, get up and give credit to their coaches and parents. I give credit to no one. I made myself what I am today. <laughs> you know, just different stuff like that. The guy, the guy's great. So I, I think that that would be my uh, cast of characters. Well, between between you and Yogi Berra, nobody else is going to get a word in edgewise. So it's you know, <laughs> oh yeah, enjoy Which the meal. Means other guys won't show how smart they really are because there's going to be too much silliness going on. Maybe so. Maybe so. I, I thought it would be a good balance, though. Yeah. yeah. What do you got, Jordan? Oh man, you guys, you guys are going to love this. I think. You know, when I think about Thanksgiving, when my family gets together, it's kind of like fireworks a little bit. It gets, it gets a little crazy. You know, there's a lot, lot going on. So I think, <laughs> I think for my sports uh, table, I, I had to go a little buck wild. So for my broadcasters, you guys are going to love this. Let's go Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Let's bring them back. Oh, let's, go with the, let's, go, let's go with the originals. Let's go with the originals. And let's just let's just get the trash talking going. Let's get it going fast. Let's get it going. Are you gonna have a really long table? I hope. Oh, <laughs> let's gosh. get that going. For owners, let's go Mark Cuban because who doesn't like Mark Cuban? Oh, little, man, little this is awesome. Shark Tank, little, shark tank little, little throwing out ideas, little comedy. Mark Cuban. Uh, Why don't you put him? Are you gonna sit him right next to Sarver? Yeah, I don't know. He'll, he'll figure it out. And then <laughs> for coaches. You know, I always like Don Nelson, and Don Nelson's kind of a weirdo himself. You know, oh, he would be yeah. a kick in the pants. He's a big yep. weirdo. You know, like okay, he's, he's, he'll he'll be high as a kite, but that'll be part of the fun. Hey. So, <laughs> so little 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 claim to fame here. You know, I got a name drop, right? Got a name drop every once in a while. <laughs> Before my dad met my mom, his first girlfriend in college was Don Nelson's sister. No. Wow. Yes. My dad That's went hilarious. to the Nelson's house for Thanksgiving his freshman year, but Don wasn't there because he was away playing for the University of Iowa. So, uh, wow. Nelly. To tie That's that hilarious. in, do you know who in your hometown 
had all of that transpired who you could be related to? Who are you talking to right now? Me. Uh, Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know who you're talking. I can't think of who it is. Go ahead, because I know there's somebody that I should know. So the Ballswick family and That's the Nelsons are related. Yes. Went to a yeah. went with Jerry Ballswick and my dad, and we went up to a Celtic Warrior game, and we had dinner with Don Nelson before the game, and when he was still playing. This so this will mm -hmm. tell you. I was just a kid, right? He was still playing. I was a kid. We had dinner with him before the game when he was with the Boston Celtics. And um, we get up to leave dinner just as the Celtics are walking out to get on the team bus, right? And there was a guard for Boston at the time. His name was JoJo White. Mm -hmm. I remember okay? JoJo White. He was uh, pretty good. I think an, uh, an occasional all-star once or twice in his career, but he was pretty good um, shooting guard for the Celtics. And he came out dressed in all leather with a cape <laughs> and a hat. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Here I am, this, this kid, and he comes walking by and he was the coolest thing that you have ever seen. And um, I, I think it was said of him, that he was wearing a dime in his back pocket and you could tell if it was heads or tails because the leather was so tight. <laughs> it was, um, it was crazy. That's okay. So anyway, we've just, right, Jordan, I hate to say okay, that was so, just, you said so that first too, of all, that, that explains, that, that, that explains Eric's get up over zoom that we're having a stare at right now. That's why, you know, he's in like uh, skin tight leather. That's right. And then, and then also, Jordan, I was going to ask you, whenever Eric talks, does it, does it sometimes feel like you're like sitting on a rocking chair on the porch, getting ready to go fish down for the crick for tonight's dinner? <laughs> I don't even know uh, what that means. I mean, I just feel like I'm sipping sweet tea on a, on a front porch, listening, oh, to, listening to some, some good old stories, you know? Okay, Jordan, go back and give us a rundown because now that we have <laughs> okay, totally digressed right. from you. So I, I had Stephen A and Skip. I, I had Mark Cuban. I had Marky Mark in there. I had Nelly, I had Don Nelson. So now I got to get some players in there. So I, I got to go different sports. So let's get away from basketball a little bit. So I'm going to go Marshawn Lynch. So we could just, oh, chop, yes. we, could, <laughs> we could, we could chop it up about the Bay area and some, you know, familiar things. And you got to serve some Skittles. <laughs> he'll have Skittles. He'll definitely bring Skittles. <laughs> and then I was thinking about a baseball player and I was trying to go through the list. Um, but I, I think Hunter Pence would be great. Hunter Pence yes. would kind of, He's another weirdo. He might dress up in some, you know, cosplay costume and, and he'll he'll play in all the board games and everything. So he would be great. So that that's those are my guys. Okay. Jordan, that 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 Thanksgiving bash is on fire, man. On that's fire. awesome. That was there, such a good lineup. There may be a food fight and some 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 other stuff being passed around the table before that one's all said and done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Marshawn's bringing Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's all you, man. All right. So I'm going to go. I'm going to start with the broadcasters. I'm going to, I'm going to break my own rules. I'm going to bring two, one for play by play and one for analysis. Broadcaster. Brian, I, again, again, Brian. I've already got a table. I can't make it. I'm sorry. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, I wish it was you, but it's not. Dang it. um, he's, he's got stories to tell on his front porch in that rocket yeah. chair. He'll be busy. So I would, I would invite John Miller, one of the great storytellers of our generation, uh, to come. And I'd have him hop on the bus 
with John Madden. Nice. Because <laughs> what is Thanksgiving without about a 16 leg turkey? If you remember those days when he was doing the games on Fox and CBS, the player of the game would get the turkey leg and they'd have pretty soon there was like 16 turkey legs yep. coming out of that turkey. So I think John Miller and John Madden would be very entertaining, both Bay Area guys. Um, that Nobody else would get a word in edgewise, but it would be highly interesting. My executive, because he's smart and we could have some, have some good bourbon and some stogies, Brian Sabian, mm. the architect of the 2010s Giants, and really the architect of the Giants for a better part of 20 years. Um, just such a smart guy, great baseball knowledge, you know, grew up as a scout, kind of old school. Uh, I think he would be so interesting for the coach right now. My favorite coach, even though his team is not having a very good year and that's Dabo Sweeney. I love Dabo Sweeney. Just everything about him is just character and quality. And you know what? You know, it's no excuses this year. Just don't, we're just getting beat. We're just not playing well. We're not doing our job. And I just think he's phenomenal. And for the player, and there's a segue to this because it's an opportunity for us to say thank you to him um, because we will not watch him play again. And that is Buster Posey. Um, You know, the greatest player in Giants era for the last, you know, 15 years. You know, there's I grew up in the Jack Clark era, which wasn't very good. The Will Clark era, which was close but no cigar. The Barry Bonds era, which was all over the board. But then the Buster Posey era, which was the most successful era for the San Francisco Giants. And have him for Thanksgiving and thank him. Because when he signed with the Giants, an entire franchise's trajectory changed. Not only because of his talent and his smarts, but of his character and quality as a human being. And we, as Giants fans, have been able to so benefit from that. And it was a a very bittersweet day last week to watch him say goodbye. Because I'm thrilled for him and his family and those adorable little twin girls that they showed a picture of. Oh, my goodness, were those little girls cute. <laughs> but a very sad day as a Giants fan because we may not see somebody with that it factor again in our lifetimes wear that uniform. He was a very, very special guy and just thankful that he played on the team I root for, for the last 12 years. Well said, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Buster Posey was a quality guy. And I got to tell you, between the two tables, if I, if I were to look at Brian's table, you're going to be a little bit more subdued. If you've got Dabo Sweeney and Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney's not subdued. And, and Buster Posey <laughs> and Brian Sabian. And Compared to Don Nelson. And then, then we're going to go over to Stephen A., Skip Bayless, Don Nelson. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I forgot, I forgot about Stephen A. and Skip. That's a, oh, Jordan. You're that's a party. Me. That's hilarious. That's a party. All right. On party. our way out. Eric, Eric, a party or a call to the cops? One of the two. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. I, I I think there are some people that believe it ain't a party unless you have to call the cops. So I, I, I think Amen to that. No, he's, he's right there. <laughs> On our way out in this season of thankfulness, let's do let's do this real quick. It's a it's a quick game of this or that. 
What would you rather? And let's start with the main. Would you rather turkey or ham? Brian, go. Oh, turkey. Reggie. Oh, man. Yo. I, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, I like ham. I like ham. I got to go turkey, too. I got to go turkey. I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. Jordan. I'm going ham. Honey baked. Oh, honey baked. Well, it's my game. I get to break the rules. I'm having both. We've done both. So <laughs> we're going to have both. Stop. How about this Stop one? It. Would you rather stuffing or dressing? Understand. Define stuffing. for me the difference between stuffing and dressing okay. exactly. Stuffing works. comes directly out of the bird. You cook it inside the turkey. Dressing is a whole separate dish. Baked um, in a slightly different way, but not inside your bird. Stuffing or dressing, Jordan? I'm a stuffing guy. My grandpa always did it that way. That's 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 what I was raised on. Stuffing, Reggie. Me too. I like I like my stuff all up in that bird. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I changed my answer. Never mind. So much for the family sound. show. That didn't sound oh. coming out of my mouth. You know, you know my head. I think you just invited yourself to my Thanksgiving table with Don Nelson <laughs> and Stephen. <laughs> I got an extra. You're at the kids' table, but but you made it. Oh man! Oh man! I, I oh, go stuffing, with, but going, just because I like the taste. That's all. No okay. other reason. Going with dress. Okay. Mash well, so what do you, Eric? Are you dressing or stuffing? I am dressing. I am oh, not okay. doing stuffing now. <laughs> there is oh, no telling man. what no i'm just not doing it um, <laughs> here we go mashed potatoes and gravy sweet potatoes and marshmallows where are you gonna go oh Ooh. reg you're up first i i gotta go I, I i'm a mashed potatoes and gravy guy that's a that's an easy one for me i mean my mom makes great Great sweet potatoes, though. So I'll eat them if she's making them. But I, I'm a mashed potatoes guy through and through. Brian. Ten years ago, I would have said mashed potatoes and gravy. Now my wife's gotten me to really enjoy and appreciate sweet potatoes. So to me, it's all about sweet potatoes. I'm, I'm a mash guy, Eric. I'm a mash and gravy guy. It, it makes the best sandwiches later. The next day, the foundation of your sandwich is the mashed, potatoes. mashed potatoes. I'm telling you. You ever done that? I have never tried that. No, oh, Eric. Day, the mashed potato, have, turkey, gravy, ham sandwich yep. is the best. Have you ever, uh, Eric, have you ever had French fries in a sandwich? You know how you go like, like, like get like a tri-tip sandwich with French fries in it or something? You ever done that? No. Oh. So my good. food wow. needs to stay, my food needs to stay separate. It can touch, but I can't put it in my mouth at the same time. You know, they're different things. Okay. All right. So I'm going mashed potatoes and gravy myself, though. Let's let's be honest here. If I've got mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes both on the, I'm having both. <laughs> that the plate. Not, not Eric, has not the Eric doesn't yeah. get a Thanksgiving plate. He gets a Thanksgiving platter. Thank you, thank you. So right. far, I've but got apparently turkey it's like and a ham. bento box where he has separate compartments for all the different different oh, items. Man. They, yeah, but it's big because it's got to have like twenty boxes in it. <laughs> Like a, all right. Like a so, let me throw one, let me throw one out because I threw this out before and I sort of had a chance to think about it. For your turkey, smoked, fried, or oven baked? I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think I've ever had fried turkey. Oh, you're kidding but, me! Oh, no, Red. I know. So good. I know. So good. I haven't lived so yet. Good. Apparently, from what I've heard. 
you know, so, so good I, and way my, quicker. I, it may, my opinion may change. Isn't that like, don't people blow themselves up doing that though? Uh, oh yeah. They set their house on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems like, it, yeah, I don't know. A little, a little scary. It I've, seems like I've done it three times. I will take a fried Turkey any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Oh, they are good. You know, I'm faster. I'm going to go oven bake just because there's something about waking up like early in the morning and having to prep it for everyone and then letting it sit there, waking up again. And then, you know, like it's, you feel accomplished after. So I'm, I'm going to go oven bake. All right. Jordan's all about the process. He's like the, the Philadelphia 76ers of Thanksgiving dinner. That's cool. <laughs> you know, uh, I, uh, you know, again, so I, I've never tried fried turkey. So my opinion might change if I, uh, if I ever eat, eat a fried turkey sometime, but I'm a smoked guy. I like oh. smoked anything. You can, you know, I'm smoke. A a, yeah. You, you I, can, I think I knew that. I think that I knew that answer from you, Reggie, when you talked about being all up inside the bird, it had to be you were smoking <laughs> something. That's right. You were smoking something. <laughs> right. That's, yep. Uh, yeah. There, there is a smoked turkey. My wife finds every year and it is absolutely delicious. I mean, it is, is so it like, good. Is it like, uh, oh, what is the, what's the, con- is it like, like hickory smoked? I don't know. She gets it at the local supermarket right down the street and it yeah. is, it's it all, is it's, unbelievable. She kind of hides it from the kids until they're kind of gone and then we pull it out. And that's nice. all we'll, we'll send them with all the other leftovers and we'll have the smoked <laughs> turkey leftovers. <laughs> It's all, it's all about Butterball. That's, that's the company right there. Butterball. Oh, oh I have heard, I did hear today. If you haven't bought your bird, you better buy it pretty soon because we they're 20% short on birds and the price is going to be 20% more. So if you haven't got oh. your bird, you might want to do that. I'm set at Reg. I'm sending Don out tomorrow. Just well, so you know, service since, since you'll be yeah. here. Go with, ham. Go with ham. Couple of more, couple of more real quick. Well, we may be going with, we may be going with hamburger if it's hard to get. I don't know. A um, couple of more real quick. <laughs> hey, go turkey and, burgers, Eric. Turkey burgers. Yeah, nice. no. Impossible um, turkey. Here with we French go. fries. Turkey burger beyond, with French fries. Beyond turkey. <laughs> he, could go, he could go green or whatever. Beyond How about turkey. a tofurkey? Right? Tofurkey, yeah. Um, no, here we go. Last couple, right? Green bean casserole, you know, with the uh, fried onions on top. Yeah. Or pea, cauliflower, and cashew salad. Oh. <laughs> oh, send them both like, out. Get send that green out. stuff off my table. <laughs> send them both out. If it's green, it's in the garbage. <laughs> I should have given him. I should have given him the choice for green Jello. He probably would have taken. Jordan, it. Oh, oh. Jordan likes his Thanksgiving table to look like a 1930s sitcom or movie <laughs> or something. Just, just gray. You know, a lot of grays, a lot of whites. Maybe a few Eric, cream Eric, colors making, in there. If you're making me pick, it'll be the green bean casserole, and I'll just eat the top layer with the cheese and the, the onion croutons on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with, I'm a I'm green with bean. Jordan. Green bean casserole. Oh, I, I, I like, I know, I know what, Eric, that's I've specific what you're to talking your family. About, Eric, it's pretty good, but I'll go green bean casserole. Yeah. I would take the pea, cauliflower, cashew, any day of the week, but I like the green beans. That's why you got to have both. Finally, finally, <laughs> we wrap this up. Got to have them both. My goodness, Eric, Eric. Thanksgiving. You're going to have to start training with Eliud Kipchoge, man. <laughs> it's good. 
I can hang with him for about 50 yards. <laughs> you know, Elliot is, Elliot is I, choosing hey, one man, of the I, two options, Eric. I hate, to, I hate to bring it to you. All right. I don't think any of us are hanging with Elliot for 50 feet. All right, here we go. Here we go. Pumpkin pie, apple pie, pecan pie. What are you taking? Oh, peach cobbler. There you go. Okay, so see. <laughs> vanilla ice cream. I love Jordan yeah, with a vanilla. D. I'm going to take yep. a D. <laughs> None of the above, and I'll give you one. Yeah. So I know Eric's about to say, I need a little of all three. But, but, <laughs> but. I'm. I gotta say, I'm with. Jo- I gotta say, I'm with Jordan on this one. I'm what? not like. I'm not a pumpkin pie guy, which is crazy because my wife's all about it. Uh, my whole family's all about it. I've just. I've never. You know, I like. I. I mean, I guess out of those three, I might try. I might go pecan pie. Although in these parts we call it pecan pie, but you know, hey, tomato, tomato, you Idahoan. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of with Reg. I'm not a big. Wow. I'm not a big pie dessert guy. Um, now, there is a pie that my daughter will get. It's a Dutch apple from a bakery here where it's got the cinnamon crumbles. Yes. And it's got like a cream. And then you get that I will do. See, Brian, I will say I am Dutch and I endorse that, that <laughs> pie style. Mm-hmm. Anything, I anything last time I've seen you anything wearing prefaced orange, right? by Dutch, anything prefaced by Dutch, it's going to be good. Like the Dutch now, crumble, I, I say, think is what it's called. Yes. Like, uh, now I will say this. If my daughter makes my oldest daughter, Cassie makes her chocolate chip pumpkin cheesecake. I'm all in. Man. None of wow, these choices are even on the list. That's, that's a lot Woo! going on in there. That hey, sounds good. None that of these choices. Even made less. It's got to be pumpkin <laughs> pie. It could be none other. And if you guys haven't had my wife's pumpkin pie, I can see why you don't understand. But it is all about the pumpkin pie. Anyway, I, we've had, say, I just want a small sliver of each. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, I hope you guys have had as much fun as we have as we've taken a, a look at the, the sporting world and the things that we're thankful for. I had some fun with it along the way. My name's Eric Davis, and I'm along with my partner, Brian Nelson, Reggie Wright, and Jordan Santa Maria. We want to say thank you for listening to the 98th episode of Get In The Game. And just remember, wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, Get in the game. You've been listening to Get in the Game, an exclusive presentation of the Blue Chip Sports Network. Get in the game with Eric, Brian, Reggie, and Jordan on iTunes, the Blue Chip Broadcasting YouTube channel, and bluechipbroadcasting.com.